This is Cortland Sutton, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast, or maybe I should say now the Roster Watch live stream. Who knows? We'll be putting this on the podcast feed, but we are here with you guys on YouTube to talk about this uh, this day two, the second round of the NFL draft, and we've already had a couple of a couple of <laughs> interesting things go off. Byron, um, I'm, I'm Alex Dunlap here with Byron Lambert. Byron, T. Higgins went, and then a guy who's better than T. Higgins went right after him, Michael Pittman Jr. Just your thoughts, T. Higgins of Clemson to the Cincinnati Bengals. That seems like an Auden and Tate eventual replacement. I can see a lot. Uh, I can see a lot of similarities in those two guys as I look at the comps and everything like that. I believe my comp actually is when I look at the rookie cheat sheet. it's 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 funny my comp for um t higgins he he actually has a little bit of aj green to his game hilariously um so you know maybe look into the future in that regard i you know michael pittman to the colts just your thoughts on all this i can't believe denzel mims is still not going off the board whenever we have these two assholes already you know already finding their nfl homes well i think the reason that you are considering Auden Tate when T Higgins comes to mind is because generally speaking, the draft community and counterparts of ours, including ourselves had gotten kind of low on T Higgins early in the process, or I mean here late in the process. And it, it makes you wonder, we might be thinking more Auden Tate uh, when it comes to T Higgins, but as you kind of tease there, Zach Taylor and the Bengals may actually be thinking more AJ Green now. <laughs> AJ Green is an unrestricted free agent after this season. I'd say it's more likely that uh, you know they're they're trying to uh, manufacture some kind of depth there. I mean, John Ross he still has a little bit of time left on his rookie contract, but you know they're not going to offer him his fifth year, so he's close to being done. As we were observing before the show, Auden Tate being a seventh round draft pick, only Oof, three big news deal. So they have a they have a whole bunch of guys here. Uh, who are getting towards the end of their contract, and it just looks like they're trying to surround Joe Burrow uh, with as much talent as they can. That said, T. Higgins, a guy that we were pretty low on, and most of the folks we trust had gotten pretty low on, but that was contrary, of course, to what we were hearing coming out of the NFL. So, you know, our, our nitpicks with him were he didn't play nearly as physical or as explosive and didn't have as reliable a hands and, a, and somewhat of a raw route tree coming out of Clemson. On the flip side, you do see some big playability there with a, a pretty nice size profile. So apparently that's what the Bengals are going for. I'm not sure how high we're really going to be able to get on T. Higgins in our early dynasty rookie rankings, Alex. All right, so here, here's, here's what we got going on. Two things. One, DeAndre Swift just went to the, just went to the Detroit Lions, which is a nightmare. Uh, DeAndre Swift got swindled. 
Lions. I think Johnson might have just gotten swindled. Look, DeAndre Swift was a 15-touch guy last year and a 12.7 per touch per game guy on his career at Georgia. So They just love committee backs. Animalistic in terms of the style that those guys are playing with, but – it's been pretty self-evident with Garyon Johnson since he came out, and uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm not at all surprised by Swift. But look, it's this is this is where we've arrived with the NFL is that even if they're not projecting workhorse volume for these guys, they're just flat out taking the elusive players earlier, especially the ones who can catch the football. And this very much is a big bump in my models this year that you know that that quality when it comes to these running backs and i mean right off the bat edward edward Allaire and deandre swift I, I think the proof is in the pudding uh that that said they're not they're probably you know they might not get the volume that somebody like jonathan taylor gets if he lands in the right place will be some interesting decisions we got to make alice well jonathan taylor we're gonna get I, I, we've had the discussion and i i, I want to talk about michael pittman but We've had the discussion about Jonathan Taylor and if anybody could take over the rookie 1.01 over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at this point. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, it feels like he could if he went to Miami or Tampa Bay. And I I almost think that that's it. Um, So people Uh, went to Los Angeles. I think you could be pretty interested. Oh, the Rams. Sure. What a replacement that would be for Todd Gurley. Just you just just. uh, just no plug and play yeah plug and play uh just go right on with jonathan taylor you get daryl henderson there as your guy who can catch the football that they don't sound overly enthused about there in los angeles i think that'd be an excellent fit as well too especially john in in, trying to win right now still john m in the youtube chat asking i have swift and a keeper or i throw him back and draft at 1.06 in a key, is this in the keeper league or a, or a dynasty rookie draft, John M? If if you could clarify there, um, because clearly in a key in a redraft keeper league, you would you would not keep him. But if we're talking dynasty rookie draft, where the rookies are your all that's in your player pool, that might be a different conversation, and we could talk it over. But um, as I'm looking at it right now, I mean, I. I'm not sure that DeAndre – it's going to be interesting to see where – because pre, pre-NFL pre draft, we would have taken DeAndre Swift before any of these wide receivers, right? Don't you think? We would have taken Swift before any of these wide outs. Probably would have taken Taylor before not, any of these wide outs. Not necessarily over the top couple of guys. That might have been close there. Uh, but just, I mean, just from a – I didn't expect DeAndre Swift to get drafted the volume. He hasn't had that profile. So, I mean, if he'd landed in Kansas City, then I would have been doing cartwheels just the same as Edward Delaire landing there. But I wasn't. It poor wasn't Dave, poor, was poor old Dave Gettleman, man, just wearing this, wearing this mask inside inside his house. I guess he's. I guess he has. Have we got any word about what that's about? Like, you know, why Gettleman's wearing issues in the past? So he. I think he's. He, I think he's. He maybe he has like technical helpers in there helping him. You think? Maybe it's maybe it's kind of rude to give him shit. He probably has technical helpers in there helping him. It could him. be that he's there. You know, he represents New York as well, and you know, yeah. that's a that's a city that's still 
operating under much different conditions than most of us. I just, I've, no, I've, I've never seen anybody wear that shit. I've just, no, I've, I've never seen anybody wear a mask in their house. <laughs> like Maybe setting like, a good example for Giants Faithful. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so John M. He he clarified. It's a dynasty rookie draft. We claim one college player for the following year. Oh well, I mean, if it's Devi, well, that means that the guys who got claimed were, you know, Jonathan Taylor got claimed, Jerry Judy got claimed, all these assholes got claimed. So you're not going to get anybody better than DeAndre Swift at one point zero six. If it was something where, um, yeah, if if it was a different sort of setup, then maybe we could think about it. But even as I'm looking at it, I think you would want to keep him before one point zero six right now. Uh, even though I'm not, I'm not, I'm not clear about it. And John M's also, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. It guys are there, cancer survivor precaution so before we dunk too much on <laughs> kettleman for wearing this mask in his home office that's uh it's, it's probably it's probably we should we, we should keep that in mind um so what do we have he- what do we have here we have um the first safety off the board of the draft xavier so McKinney we have xavier oh xavier mckinney went okay well he should have gone first round and i would have won the huddle report competition <laughs> God damn! What like a swindle! Fell. The Clyde, fell. The Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick that I love in real life was the one that just was the dagger for my for my mock draft competition. Um, what about Michael Pittman to Indy? We we haven't talked about it. Michael Pittman. I decided in the at the eleventh hour before putting in our staff rankings at rosterwatch.com that he was going to be my number ten wide receiver over T Higgins. I forgot where you had how you had those two reconciled, and I don't have the sheet. I had Pittman up. at eight. Yeah, I had Pittman at eight, Higgins at ten. Look, there's a lot of love for Pittman. Pitt, you you heard me all week clamoring about Michael Pittman at the Senior Bowl. That was a guy that early in the Senior Bowl he gave Denzel Mims a run for his money, and it, as much hype as Mims was getting post combine, it really felt like there was a surge for Pittman here late. And there's a lot of reasons why coming out of the program with the NFL bloodlines and just a clean route runner. And uh, so I think, I think we saw that manifest here, but I can't say that landing in Indianapolis really moves the needle a whole lot for me, Alex. I mean, in terms of dynasty, their, their situation at quarterback is pretty pathetic as we project forward into the future. At at the very least, it's unclear. Uh, We know we have, I think it takes a little sheen off of Paris Hilton potentially. I mean, just as a as a rebound guy this year, maybe not. Maybe it just opens things up for a guy like Paris Hilton uh, in the slot this year. Uh, you know, and then I think that he's a good. Oh yeah, I think it does. He's a good compliment to Ty Hilton. I mean, if you're looking at just the construct of that offense, they need a guy like that. So I think it's a good fit schematically, and he's a quality player. It's a good pick for the Colts in terms of fantasy long term. Pretty difficult for me to get too excited about Michael Pittman in this landing spot. And I don't know how excited you're going to get about him as a rookie either in redraft. Uh, I'd say a great NFL pick for the Colts. Maybe not an ultra-inspiring fantasy commodity at this point, Alex. So if we were if we were drafting right now in a dynasty league – I'm just I'm putting I'm putting together the skeleton of the uh, I'm putting in to, to get together the skeleton of the uh, of the of the cheat sheet right now, and as I am, where 
do you would do you like T Higgins more than Michael Pitt? I think I like Michael Pittman in Indy more than I like T Higgins. No, I want to be connected to Joe Burrow with the idea that a couple of these Bengals wide receivers are probably going to be vacating the building in the next year or so. Okay. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. Oh, but me, I don't. Oh, all right. Fair. And, and, and because we see Higgins and Pittman as being relative, both of them, we have both these guys relatively close as the Panthers yeah. pick here. We had, we had the Patriots pick the Duggar kid from the senior bowl, the safety. It looks like we have the Panthers here. I mean, who's the dynasty yeah, quarterback? Yeah, it's your gross motto, so they go edge. Oh, boy, man, the Panthers just building on the defensive side of the ball here to to, to start. Derrick Brown should. and Yetter, gross mottos. This is this is what Matt Rule does, is develop is is develop cultures. Um, so if if you if you're drafting right now, Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes off the board at 1.01 in Dynasty. Of course, we don't know what happens with the rest of these guys. Do you take CeeDee Lamb and Ruggs and Judy and stuff before you look at DeAndre Swift as a as a Detroit Lion? Yeah, or no doubt. no doubt. I'm putting Swift down there at, around where, that middle where, tier. Around where Jalen Rager is. Yeah, and, and this I is just be, I honestly I wouldn't be upset if people took Rager, Jefferson, and Ayuk over Swift. You can make an argument Swift belongs with T. Higgins. I, I mean he's oh, wow. Carry on Johnson on a Matt Patricia team that we absolutely hate. We hate Bob Quinn. We hate Matt Patricia. Matthew Stafford can't stay healthy. You've got a serious competition with Carry on Johnson there. You know, I'm not. It's to me, it's un. It's it's unclear. You have a commitment. You have a commitment to a committee. You have a commitment. You made a great case for Rager this morning when we spoke. Um. Trash man's thought that Rager should be wide receiver one on on on, on the cheat sheet, which I told him is just not going to happen. It's a propos- That's his job is to say off stupid the wall shit and bullshit. And that's <laughs> Under no circumstances yeah. in any any universe should Jalen Rager be wide receiver one <laughs> in in dynasty. It's, it's it doesn't even it's not it's, it's totally nonsensical. Yeah. Uh, now you could argue that you know Ayuk and Debo are going to cannibalize each other a little bit. So if you like Swift in that range, maybe Kyle Shanahan coming. I mean, listen, there's not a time that a coach doesn't say this when a guy falls to him. But Kyle Shanahan coming out and saying that Ayuk was Brandon Ayuk was their number one rated wide receiver on their board this entire time. Are you kidding? Sure I, I didn't see. I, I didn't see that report. But do you know what was what? crazy? I was telling Trashman earlier. You looked at what happened with Miami. They were sitting right there. The minute that the the the, the minute that um, San Francisco made the pick, Miami traded out of there and let Green Bay come up to get Jordan Love. The rumor is that they want. The rumor is they wanted Ayuk. There's a bunch of people that wanted Ayuk. Like it's NFL it's, it's, it's wild. Very very high on on Brandon Ayuk. It's a good thing we talked pre-draft about making sure we didn't get too moved low him up. with those long long arms, massive hands explosive ability, a slippery route runner with pretty big playability. I mean, there's a lot to like. So you can argue it's a, it's a difficult situation with George Kittle and Debo Samuel and an offense that's still going to be very, very run heavy. That's led by Garoppolo. So if you wanted to put Swift into that range, I think Justin Jefferson, I mean, you feel pretty good about him and dynasty is almost always a PPR format. I expect Justin Jefferson to walk in 
So a pretty sizable share of targets, you know, right off the bat. You know, I, can he replace Stefan Diggs? We'll see because Diggs was a, more of an outside player. I think Jefferson has some of those qualities to his game. But, uh, I mean, with only Adam Thielen there of, 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 of you know, of note at the wide receiver core, I expect Justin Jefferson to go pretty big. So maybe, maybe you split the difference between Jefferson and Higgins and Swift lives right there with Ayuk. And I think at that point, he's at least basically touching the players that are in question in that decision right there. I just, I just, I, I, but, but Byron, just from a, just from a, just from a theoretical standpoint of dynasty where these wide these, these wide receivers, it's, it's just, it's been so much more of a winning proposition to push running backs up a little bit more while we wait for these wide receivers to develop it, uh, it and that, you know how it is in you know how it is in, in, in dynasty. You like having wide receivers that you know are gonna get the volume. You like having young running backs who you feel like when they come into volume or anything like that, you can you can you can get them in and you can you can burn and churn, right? So we've usually baked it into the cheat sheets that uh level of um I don't know. Running backs get pushed up because of the surplus of wide receivers and because of the slow development. But I think you make you we can make a very strong argument that Justin Jefferson and every wide receiver above him walk into big volume right off the bat, Alex. I get it. I I just I think those guys walk into volume immediately. So, I mean, I, the only the only I, here's the here here's the thing. DeAndre Swift fell to a situation that I think is about the fucking shittiest that he could have. It's a it's a it's an organization that's committed to committees, even when they have asshole. They fucking are you kidding me? I, I bitch at Bob Quinn about this every goddamn year at the combine. You know, oh the oh the pig is in for the Dolphins. We got Victor Rogers in chat saying Taylor's got to go here, right? If Taylor's got to go here, Byron, you and I are gonna have a talk about who's 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 one zero one because I mean, it really feels like with this many picks. There's just too much value here on Taylor. They're building the foundation. They've already been smart and gone quarterback and offensive tackle before blowing their load on any kind and, of running back. And and I think they went I think they went DB or they went edge or something with their oh, third right. one. They, they went uh, DB. Yeah, I mean they've they locked up offensive tackle, cornerback, and quarterback. The three and they already have Zay and they and and they already have Zavian, so they're not going to be they're not going to be going with one of these. Uh, is Christian Fulton still on the board? I think he is. I don't think they're going to be they're, going they're, with their one of these. Their DBs are locked up in Miami at this point. So, I mean, this you would imagine that this is going to be – If this is Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins, as Sapperstood is saying. Whew. On the other hand, Dolphins can wait and still get a really good running back later. They could wait and maybe – How long? Like fifth round. I guess the – Well, I guess they – I mean, there's there's different moves that you can make here. So it just depends. I mean, truthfully, I think these teams like the Dolphins and the Raiders last year who had this similar bounty of picks would be better off. There's no way you can accommodate all of these picks in the long run when you when you when you exercise them all in one year. I would much prefer to see them consolidate, maybe either move up for some guys they really want or better trade for future better future picks to keep the pipeline full in future years for this rebuild i'm not sure that's what they'll do but uh you know you look at love to see the running back here alex oh god so would i oh brian flores has a look on his face like this is somebody he's fired up about you see brian flores and you see chris greer and you look at them and 
You got oh, – we got the commish. I mean, no offensive guards have gone yet in this draft. They could probably still use a little bit of they help fucking, They fucking selected a guard that I that I've never that I don't even know who well, I've, I've never heard of. Go. I mean, that's, that's Robert Hunt pick. out of Louisiana, UL. That, that's a great pick. I mean, when we have time, I don't know if we'll be here or on the podcast when we have a little spare time. I and mean, one of my favorite things to do is let's go back and look which teams took offensive linemen early. And what does that mean for our fantasy players on those teams? I'm really excited about the quality of the offensive tackles that went off in round one. Now you got to, now, now you got Miami going out of their way to protect Tua. I mean, these, these, these are, it's tremendous. And so there's a lot of fallout even from these offensive linemen going to these teams. And if they get a running back later, now they're in even better you know shape on that offensive line to help that, that kid produce. I can't believe they traded Laramie Tunsil, but I guess you know that was what they needed to do to get some of those extra those extra picks. Just got twenty two million a year, fifty. But they got Julian Davenport back in return, and he fucking sucks. He's really, whatever really, really is, bad. I don't, I, I, whatever Bill O'Brien is doing, I don't have a problem with the team doing the opposite. Doing the opposite. That's so. <laughs> fucked up. Um, yeah, so we got nothing there with the Texans. Speaking of Bill O'Brien, the Texans pick is in the first pick for the Texans. Uh, here, this should be should be interesting. Um, but yeah, wild. Do, do, in, in, in Dynasty, do you pick Joe Burrow before you take uh, in Dynasty one quarterback leagues? Would you take Joe Burrow before you take like the T Higgins and the Michael Pittmans of the world? If you were, yeah, dude, I mean, a quarterback in, needy in, team. In, this is the next Andrew Luck in Dynasty. So, yeah, if I need a quarterback, I'm pretty much doing whatever I need to get them. Is he the 1.01 for you in Superflex Dynasty rookie startups? Probably. As of now, we don't know exactly the. Isn't it crazy that we're we're shaking? It? Brian Flores has some kind of secret handshake with his kid. I love it. Um, the uh, right now, I would maybe take Burrow in the normal Dynasty rookie draft. I might take Burrow right down there around where you're thinking about taking Swift. I mean, I like Burrow. Oh, right. Where you say Justin Jefferson and stuff. I mean, so basically we're talking what's going to end up being – what's going to end up being a basically a late round one dynasty pick on a quarterback in here are the Texans. You know what? That's uh, awesome. We need a quarterback in our own Sirius XM dynasty league, and I know we've been mulling that we might make a trade with our late first-round pick. One of the guys we had in focus – was potentially a swindle on Drew Locke. His price tag just went up after yesterday. Yeah. So we may just stay put and take Joe Burrow, Alex. That's not a bad plan. You know I love Joseph Burrow, man. I've been I've been I've been telling you since that Texas LSU game that Joe Burrow's quarterback won in this class before Tua got hurt and everything else, man. That guy, that guy, that guy saw his hot reads quicker than any quarterback I've ever I've ever seen play Texas. And granted it was a shitty, shitty Todd Orlando defense, but my He's God, a natural passer with a great clock in his head. Any t- dude, anytime they brought anything, to, like anytime they brought, like in college, in college, you couldn't bring a fire zone blitz on him. Like you just, you couldn't. It was like he had the Madden cheat code. It's like he's like, whoa, the blitz came from here, so that leaves an open window here, and I'm fucking throwing it there, and it's um, it was so fast. It was, it was. I mean. At some it, point, you yeah, got to realize yeah, that there's not that many people who could do. There's not there, there, there aren't that many grown men of the proper size with the arm strength that, who can actually throw the football and stuff like that who can process these ideas in their head that fast. There, 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 there really aren't. 
if there were, the NFL the wouldn't have outstanding mobility, outstanding mobility of Joe Burrow, kind of that sneaky mobility that Patrick Mahomes has that you you forget to factor in, but the backbreaker against those guys, uh, their ability to scramble. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow, I think goes goes right in dynasty and standard dynasty leagues, goes right after the you know the very cream of the crop of the of the skill players. So if you're having to choose between Justin Jefferson and Joe Burrow and one quarterback dynasty, you might go Joe Burrow. If I need a quarterback, I'd probably go Joe Burrow. Okay. If I need a quarterback, I personally I could even talk myself up maybe as high as Rager, but I, I think right in that pocket is where I would consider uh, taking Burrow if I needed a quarterback. Let's see here. So I will I'll just stick him right here with Jefferson for right now. And we'll just see, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things shake out through the show um, and how things shake out through the, through the draft. But I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I've just been kind of keeping up with this shit right now. So it's not on Sunday. We're having to, you know, just having to throw it all together and figure out what the fuck we're talking about. You know what the other fun thing will be to talk about, Alex? I'm again, I'm not sure we'll get to it here. We'll note this stuff for some sort of content in the next few days, but I think we'll also talk about how the players that currently reside on these teams have been affected by some of these big names. Like how do we feel about Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel, two guys that we thought were way undervalued in best. Whoa. Those are going to be really, really interesting discussions. Or, 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 or how do we feel about Marlon Mack after the Indianapolis Colts just took Jonathan Taylor? Lord have mercy. Well, you know, Marlon Mack, one of those yeah, that's look. That's that's where they took best player available. Because the knock on Marlon Mack is he can catch the ball, even though we know that he can. They don't feed it to him as much. It's the same knock on Taylor. So they're they're kind of in some ways viewed similar. This kind know, this sucks, two, man. Two down. Yeah, those two down two down guys. You know, so that's an interesting spot. But look, Chris Ballard just going best player available. I can't hate on him for that. I mean, you think about the future of that team, Paris Hilton, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor. That's pretty nice if they can get the quarterback situation under control. Let's just end the fucking stream. Jesus Christ, dude. I feel like I want to go jump off the jump off the bridge into the goddamn lake, dude. Jonathan Taylor going to the Colts. I mean, the the the, the let's 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 see what we can pull out of this that's uh, well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor running behind Quentin Nelson. Well, that's a great point. It's one of the best lines. That's the road grading line. They're going to have to feed that dude, too, I think. I mean, what are they? It would be interesting to see how they split the carries. Marlon Mack is so fucked. Marlon Mack is nowhere near the running back prospect that Jonathan Taylor is. He's completely fucked. He's completely dust. He's completely done as a feature back or a possible feature back. We've been waiting on Marlon Mack. We've been waiting on Marlon Mack to fucking step up and do a feature back role for how many years now? Yeah, well, now you got fucking Jonathan Taylor coming knocking at the goddamn door. A Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott type of type of player. Jesus. I love Chris Ballard. I love the Colts. I can't believe that they've done this. These are great players. Um from a fantasy perspective, it's just all undermined by the quarterback situation. But he's picking the best players. He's playing to the strength, some with the offensive line there. He knows that he's he's at least attempting to surround Phillip Rivers with some quality talent here in his swan. And the question is, look, I can look up here, Alex. How many years did Marlon Mack have left on his contract? I suspect that 
might not have been it's, much either. So it's, it's, it's only got to be one or two because he was from two. He's from two years ago. Let's see. I got it right here. So Marlon Mack. Uh, let's see. He is due to be a. This is his final year in Indianapolis. So he's a lame duck, Marlon Mack. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Marlon Mack got traded right here. Be interesting. This is going to drive the value down to Mack, Leonard Fournette, all those guys with one year left. They're not worth more than a fifth or sixth round pick at this point. That said, if I'm a team who thinks I'm buying one of them on the cheap or maybe is looking to win now, uh, once you get to round five or six, those guys are better than basically any of the running backs left on the board. I think those will be two very, very interesting trade targets. For now, though, if Marlon Mack stays in Indianapolis for this last year, I mean, I think it's 15 to 18 touches a game for Taylor and 10 to 15 a game for Mack. It's going to be a split workload. And Taylor and sometimes guy you really want to see 20 touches with. I mean, remember Todd Gurley with 16 touches last year? Those guys aren't the he's same still, without he's the still, volume. He was still an RB1. Yeah, yeah, but you're just not getting the mass, the mega return. It's still a useful player, of course. Of course. If, it's probably useful for Mac- what his ADP will be. I mean, the, the, here's the thing, Byron. Like, we're, we're just reacting to this instantly. You wait and see what archetypes in this space are going to say about this. There's going to be some cockamamie talk about this. Marlon Mack has his hive. Um, there's going to be talk about. There's going to be talk about, you know, is this a committee? What you know, what is it? You know, you remember Marlon Mack was like the number one high school player. All the Debbie guys all fucking love him. So in Dynasty, it's going to we're going to get to hear this as 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 well. Like uh, my initial reaction is that Jonathan. Jonathan Jonathan Taylor is going to come in and piss on Marlon Max rug and tell him to get the fuck out of his house. He's going to walk in. He's going to pee on the rug. He's going to say, take this nasty old fucking rug that you had in your house. This is my house now. I'm going to put my own fucking rug in here. I'm going to make your wife my wife. And I'm fucking taking over. Well, I would say he's definitely going to be the biggest. Marlon Max getting cucked. Then I remember that Quentin Nelson's there. No, he's not just dust. He's a cock. Nobody gets the food in the bowl before Quentin Nelson does. Yeah, well, that's and true. Quint, yeah, <laughs> one of the biggest dogs running around in that kennel. That's for damn sure up there. Nobody gets the food in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely, man. Like I know what it's, you it's mean. It's like Mike Evans in Tampa Bay, man. He's the biggest dog in the kennel. Nobody eats the food out of the bowl for, before Mike Evans, man. Yeah, well, Quentin Nelson eats the food out of the bowl first, but. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor eats the food be- before Marlon Mack, and I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, care if Marlon sure. Mack's a Marlon Mack's a, a, a veteran. We have Victor Rogers asking in chat, "What was what, what does this mean for Naheem Hines?" I don't think it means much. I think that um, J- Jonathan Taylor. Uh, let me just see what I had written. Did I, I forgot if I had anything written up for him about his pass protection and uh, what I noticed to that. Let me just see if I could pull up my my pull up my notes and here people knock taylor for catching the football i know gil brandt he specified that he knocked him for his adjustments to the football i really felt that during combine on-field drills that uh, jonathan taylor put on a nice He's, display with the hands he was he was bad in pass protection from at least from the evaluation of the and 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 the study that i had done so we'll 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 see um but as far as far as in the uh, as far as in the I don't know, man, I, I, I'm not I'm not thinking that much about Naheem Hines right now. I'm, I'm thinking about what this means for Marlon Mack on the best ball cheat sheet. I'm thinking about what this means 
on the dynasty cheat sheet as we're just kind of creating it here. Um, Marlon Mack plummets to a handcuff, so he's hardly draftable. He's a late round flex flyer. Jonathan Taylor, typically this is a guy in redraft of that profile that historically you'd say is about a round three, round four pick. If he lands in, in the nut spot here, I'm not sure that's what we're getting. I, I, I would feel like in redraft and best ball, Jonathan Taylor might be a guy that's, you're going to you'd prefer to take a little bit later than that. And, but I do, I see where you're putting him out. I do still like Jonathan Taylor and dynasty more than Deandre Swift. Uh, and, and in redraft, maybe it's a little bit closer, but I probably still go with Taylor there as well. We have, um, we have Carlos Hernandez asking when the cheat sheets will be updated. They'll be updated by Monday or Tuesday. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm creating the dynasty cheat sheet as we talk right now. I'm talking over with Byron. Byron, I mean, if you have a gun to your head right now, we're going to have to run projections and put it, you know, I'm, this is just a skeleton. But is Clyde still ahead of Jonathan Taylor right now for dynasty? I know he's going to be ahead for redraft most likely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No yep. doubt. It's just okay. I mean, it's the nut spot for Clyde Edwards. And I, but it's, but it's I do think for 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 Taylor at least this year. I think this Edwards Alaire moving forward is going to be great though. With that offensive line, it's going to be it's 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 yeah. it's it's, it's going to be really good. And so that's why I think we need him right at the top. When you're taking one of the top three wide receivers, you should be thinking about Jonathan Taylor as as as. I'd almost prefer I'd almost prefer Jonathan Taylor over any of these wide receivers right now. Well, if that's the case, then you have him in the right spot because I think you can make the counter argument. So I think you get him right there and you got a decision between the the top two guys. Now, look, if the one thing that can change all this is if Marlon Mack gets traded, then we're going to have a legitimate discussion. Well, then, well, if he gets traded, then Jonathan Taylor Taylor moves to number one. Certainly RB1 and Dynasty rookie, you know, number one, which would be, which would corroborate. And he'd be, honestly, he'd be like. He and and he'd be a he he'd be a second round pick in redraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for for sure. Where was um, Josh Jacobs going last year? Was he was still third, fourth round? So, you know, we've seen Gurley and those guys going. Holy third, shit! Did we just miss Lavisca Chenault going to the Jaguars? Well, that's a talk nice about guy. it. You know, that's a guy that we like more than most of the rest of the industry that we thought was taking a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, a, an undeserved. That is a fall a sneaky, in rankings here. That's a sneaky good landing spot because you know what they're going to do if they get rid of Fournette? They're going to line him up as a running back, too. They're going to play that asshole at running back. Well, they I guarantee just got it. rid of Marquise Lee. So this is their big. Yep. Big, this is a big, big, big move. This is a big, big, big move. Um, so we like him. Take- Do we like him better than, oh, I like this. This is going to be sneaky to be able to get above market on LaVisca Chenault. Because I don't know where his ADP is going to be exactly. But, I mean, we like it's him better Chenault. than Brandon Ayuk, right? I in San Francisco, really, really, really close. I'm, I'm not sure I like him better, but that, that to, to me, that says how much we like Lavisca Chenault in this spot. Number one, we were higher on him than most. We think he's got a little bit of that Cordero Patterson, maybe even AJ Brown profile. So I think it, I think it bumps him up into that tier where he wouldn't have, he didn't exist in a vacuum just from an evaluation perspective. Uh, 
Okay, I'm going to save so him. I, I mean, I like that's a hell of a pick, man. DJ Chark really opens up things that's, for a guy like Chenault. If they trade Leonard Fournette, Byron, I guarantee you he's going to get the football out of the backfield as a running back. He's too special with the football in his hands. He really, really is. Uh, like, well, he if you looks- look at there, they have, they have a, they have, look, part of the reason I think they're ready to trade Fournette is I think they think they can sneak by with Raquel Armstead, Divina Zigbo. Then they got McNichols behind that. I could see them adding one guy in like round, you know, on day three to that running back core as well. And yeah, you get a Chenault. That's probably enough to get you by. Uh, for the year if you get rid of Fournette. Yeah, I guarantee I guarantee you, Chenault, we're going to need to have a discussion about Chenault, about whether we like him better than Ayuk for, for, for Dynasty. I think that it's just a little bit of recency bias from the fact that he had the down year this year. I mean, he had, he, fucking, he had to get core muscle surgery right after the combine. Um, we have the Bears picking right now. The pick is in. Goodell is giving a shout out to all the. I wish they would keep this. I mean, Lord, Lord knows we care so much about the coronavirus and we care about our frontline workers, but come on, dude. Like, we're trying to watch this to get away from Cole Komet. Okay, so Cole Komet, the Another tight end, game. Game. Going a little bit higher believe, than some folks thought. Can't believe he's going off the board. There were props on him earlier, the 40, 49 and a half. So the heat that 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 went way under. Um, not that interested really in him, but I'm going to add him on here probably at least before the Tonga Vailoas and et cetera. Ryan Pace is just such a shitty GM, right? I mean, possibly the worst in the league. And he really, like he really is bad. He took Ryan Grigson's place in the in the cellar, maybe Rick Smith's old place. Really, yeah. that's just an abysmal regime. Yeah, like it's a bad organization. It's cheap ownership. The whole thing is bad, and it trickles down throughout the it entire. It sucks. Way. It sucks too because it's one of the, it's one of the oldest and most stored organizations there is, and it doesn't seem like it's always been that way. You know, I'm you thinking know. right now with Chenault, Alex. You know, the one one area I might draw the line a little bit is versus Ayuk is. I think I buy Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers more long term than I buy these shitty Jaguars who may have an entire regime change too here sooner than later. Yeah, At that point, none of fair. these guys will be the new regimes guys. That doesn't mean they will be bad players, but I mean, that's, I think that would be something I would definitely consider when I'm splitting the hairs between those two guys. But nonetheless, Chenault, man, this, this is a, this is a guy we said on the, on the pre-draft rankings podcast, like do not get, this is a guy with upside that we could all look back and say, man, the industry got a little bit too low on him during the draft process. All right. So it's, it's, it's going to be eight Eastern. We said we would probably, probably sign off around this time, but Byron, maybe we'll stick around for a couple more picks. Man, we got a bunch of people in chat here, chat here, hanging out and talking with us. So why don't we just maybe stick around through at least these Cleveland, Tampa Bay and Denver picks and kind of, kind of see what happens. Um, Cleveland. Now the pick is in for the, the, the pick is in for these guys. Ryan Pace, I feel I feel so bad, you know, talking shit. He's got his cute little daughter there sitting on his sitting on her lap. <laughs> she just thinks the world of him, I'm sure, and I'm sure don't she's let, right. Don't, sure don't humanize these people, Alex. Right, man. Fucking, how can they make such it. terrible decisions yeah. year after year? Some of these GMs. No, they, I mean the fact the, the fact of the matter is, you, all, all 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 you need to tell me is that Ryan Pace has made decisions that have ruined 
ruined our ruined Anthony Miller, and that's and that's what hurts me the worst. Ruin the quarterback situation. I mean, I just I think Ryan think Pace trade Ryan Pace fucking trade. I don't care if it's I don't care if people say it all the time. Ryan Pace trades up for Mitchell Trubisky whenever Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are still on the board. Yeah, that's bad. Just bad. Just Cleveland Browns. And the Browns went offensive tackle. They went with who the kid out of Georgia with the just the super long arms early yeah, in yeah. round one. So I mean we said we wanted to talk a little oh, bit about maybe teams who took oh, offensive no, no, no. linemen. The, no, no, the Browns? They didn't go who to the Georgia. Kid. Yeah, the uh Gettleman went with the Georgia kid. The Browns uh, went with Jedrick Wills. Okay, Jedrick Alabama Wills. kid. From yeah, from Bama. Built like yep. the shit brick house. The guy yeah. that they said a lot of folks were really noticing on last year's tape at right tackle when they were scouting the left tackle that was coming out of Alabama last year. We got There's CMC some- branding asking where where where's Mims going to go? This is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous too. Uh, well, it's I can't a flat game. circle that you always say, Alex. These things a lot of times they just come home to roost, man. The evaluations as they were ninety or one hundred twenty days ago. It's easy to get real far off of those during the process, but it seems like more often than not, they kind of at least converge back towards some kind of pre-draft, you know, equilibrium. So, Michael Yeager this saying it's going to be a steal. Saying it'd be awesome for the trash man just to drop in and like he does his own Zoom raid on this one. You guys on, here on YouTube will be getting trash man doing some. Byron's about to get trash man on some. Uh, on some breaking NFL updates and stuff like that on YouTube here. So if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure, please make sure and subscribe. And if you're in there, leave us a comment underneath. You could say Byron's chest hair looks too ridiculous or Alex's fucking hat is stupid or whatever you want. Um, but uh, if you guys could just leave a comment on YouTube, it would really be helpful just underneath the video and we'll reply to it because that's what our robot overlords, uh, these evil tech companies want to be able to show what it is that we're uh, what it is that we're doing? Well, I um, think we could we could see Mims go here at the Jets. That's a very likely landing spot for Mims. Oh, I guess they got Prashad Perriman. I don't know if they're going to think that's doubling up, but they need help at the wide receiver position. Obviously, I mean the Steelers outside of Juju. I mean James Washington and uh, who's the other cat behind Washington? We were going back and forth with last year. Out Deion, Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson. So they could use a little bit of help. Uh, there, uh, Eagles need more help. What could, could the Eagles even possibly go wide receiver back to back in round two, one and two? Maybe they've got a good roster and they are completely, uh, barren at the wide receiver position. They need to replenish the entire wide receiving core. So that would be, uh, certainly an interesting one. Then you got Miami, the, Miami, the Raiders, look- the Raiders. I think the I think as far as wide receivers, I think the Raiders could take another wide receiver in this draft at some point. I don't know when they pick yeah, again. If they got Mims and Rugs, that would make everybody feel a lot better about it them would, passing on Lamb or Judy a little bit earlier. Yeah, um, yeah, and also also it would kind of take some of the wind out of the sails of Rugs. I'm thinking that they think Rugs is just the number one fucking one A target for them moving forward. He's their Tyreek. I think that I, I think that that's what they think. And if that's what they think, then they're going to give him the football, right? So they're asking you, what is it that you're drinking? Michael Yeager keeps asking that you're switching to beer from from wine. That's not true. You, you've never been too I'm much. Not on, I'm not on that Kings Bay like Michael Yeager. Oh yeah, e- Eagles fan is Michael Yeager, right? <laughs> what are you drinking? I got a. I, I'm not I got on a big Bud Light. 
Oh man, I'm East Coast, so we drink Yinglings around here. Yingling lights. You're East, so you're just saying you're East Coast. You're just giving up on all anything Texas these days. Well, it's I mean, up, I'm, I'm a Texan, but I mean, this is what they drink out here instead of Miller and Coors Light. It's like when you go west of the Rockies, it all turns into Coors Light. When you come out here, it all turns into Yingling. All the way up the really? eastern seaboard. Oh yeah, man. Is that an Lots Asian beer? No, it's from Pennsylvania. It's I think it's Ying. the oldest brewery in America, oldest like mass brewery in America. Grant Delpit goes to the Browns. Look at this. Look at this photo of him where he's got the Michael Jackson leather jacket on with the. Yeah, dude. You don't want to run into that guy in a. You don't want to run to run into that guy in a dark alley, except for the fact that everybody, all the all the fat asses in the media with their sausage fingers typing shit away on the uh, on on their computers saying saying that he can't tackle. I'd like to tell. I'd like. I'd like for one of those guys to tell him that one of these dudes we see at the combine to walk up to that dude. Wearing that jacket and that chain and telling me he can't tackle, they get fucking punched in the face. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills take Mims either. I'm not sure they do it after trading for Diggs and already having a round. Pottstown, PA. My dad used to recruit to that hospital. The, the yes, Pottstown. sir. John M. knows what's up, yeah. man. Pottstown, Pottstown Memorial, I think, is owned by Community Health Systems. It's a good um, change of pace. It's good. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know anything about it. Kip C saying, Kip, oh, Kip, our boy Kip C from the comments on the side, he's saying, LSU always has a safety you wouldn't want to have cross words with. It's, it's, it's true, man. How do they get, how do they get these guys? What's Why the one Texas- that we always, what's the one that's always floating around when you go up to India? What is that? Sun King Brewery? That's kind of oh, like, I like that Midwestern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, that's, that's how they, they got these. They got a bunch of those. They got a bunch of those hearty, hearty wheat beers to keep you keep 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 you really warm on those cold winter yeah, nights. Not what right? you're looking for down here, but uh, yeah, those those we like drinking those when we get up to Indianapolis. That yeah, neck of the woods. for sure. So the Buccaneers pick is in our our oh, hopes. What, right. what dude? What if what if we could get J.K. Dobbins here? That changes well, everything, doesn't a, it? I mean, this is a, this is, and I mean. If they're not doing that, you sure as hell hope they're waiting to offer Jacksonville like a fifth round pick for Leonard Fournette tomorrow, because uh, it just feels like a, a quality running back here will put. Can we make the? Top can top. we? Can we make this happen with 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 J.K. Dobbins to where all of a sudden we end the, we end this pod saying we don't know what the fuck we're going to do at one point zero one in dynasty between him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> it would be. Hey, it would be a great. Uh, it would be a. a a, a great decision to have a difficult one for sure but that's a good problem to have if we got those options that all of a sudden that makes like uh, pick you know pick one three and four pretty pretty valuable it's all for not it's not going to be jk dobbins it's going to be antoine winfield that's okay it, they need defense yeah. over there look people yeah. forget that if it wasn't for Jameis winston's complete meltdown with the interception at the end of the season the bucks almost made the playoffs and then you go back and you see after they draft who is it worfs at tackle Dude, yep. you forget they've got some players on the offensive line now. They've been stocking up there. I think the nuts and then you go to you. They got Shaq Barrett, Pierre Paul, Vita Villa. Uh, they got Levante David. I mean, this is really no joke of a roster right, for these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At this point, I like that they went offensive line. I like that they're shoring up the defense, and I guess they've figured you know running backs deep. They haven't given up on Ronald Jones. They just need a compliment maybe to him at this point. So, you know, they'll certainly be able to get that around in the middle rounds of this draft. 
Oh, sir. Yeah. If, if it's true that what they're really looking for is a pass catching back to compliment Ronald Jones, which is what they've said, then that is definitely like that's 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 on the menu for sure. Um John M's asking if James Winston just becomes Ryan Fitzpatrick for the rest of his career, where I'm assuming he means just kind of like a backup that doesn't give a shit about the football that goes in, balls to the wall, doesn't mind throwing picks, doesn't mind playing hero ball, comes in and has some success, but never gets another true starting job again, except as a bridge quarterback. Do you think that's Jameis's life now? It's the trajectories on now. If there hadn't been the COVID-19 situation with getting all the medicals, maybe he would have already been signed by somebody, but I think he would have been signed as a backup to compete. And then it'd be up to him whether he can, you know, whether he can uh, improve his situation beyond that. So I, I don't know. I was really hoping to see Jameis Winston end up somewhere like Jacksonville or Pittsburgh or something in a spot where he might have a chance to play. Uh, I because look, he throws the interceptions, but he can get an offense up and running and scoring points, right? And I mean, it's uh, uh it's a, certainly an interesting narrative to watch. The question is, would you rather have Jameis Winston or Cam Newton at this point in their career? Uh, so. Well, that's what this guy Vic, Victor Rogers just asked. He said, him or Cam. As I'm looking at Bruce Arians' house, you, we're you were talking about somebody drinking that spice rum earlier. Was that e- 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 the Eagles yeah, fan? Kings Bay. Yeah, I feel I feel like sure to sure does feel like Bruce Arians has sat back at that table with some Kings Bay a time or two. He was drafting on his patio last night. Yeah, there's been some Kings Bay on that patio for (laughs) for for sure. He's a laid back Um, dude that likes to get kicked back. I think Tampa's a great spot for Arians. We we have CMC Branding asked, "Will will Jonathan Taylor catch a pass this season? All serious now. how, How do you guys like the landing spot? We talked about it earlier. You can you can you know, rewind a little bit and hear it. Um, as of right now, it's going to take Marlon Mack getting traded for me to want him more in dynasty than Clyde Edwards, Elair, as much as that hurts me to say, um, with that being said, I think that, I don't know, man, maybe for the super long term, him, like two of my favorite players that have come through the draft in years, Jonathan Taylor and Quentin Nelson, the synergy between those two, being able to run behind that offensive line. I mean, he could, dude, he could be, he, he could become a cornerstone for that, for, for that franchise as soon as week three of the, of the 2020 NFL season. On that fast track in the dome, he really got to like that a whole lot, man. He's already is won he four, three, nine there, right? He catch, yeah. I guess he ran it right there. Right. So he's, he'll just be right back at home, man. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's what you call torture. It's going to be, this is going to be something where I haven't been looking at Twitter. I've been here talking with Byron and talking with you guys. Like, I don't know if people are talking, maybe Jonathan Taylor 1.01 in dynasty. I don't, I don't know. It feels like, is he going to catch any passes this year though? That was the question, right? The last question. What do you think? I mean, I would be shocked if he goes for more than 20 receptions this year and it could be less. He'll go for more. He'll go for more. How many? How many did Marlon Mack have last year? Like not, a, not, not nearly as many people as as people think he should have. <laughs> yeah. If guess, Mack gets traded, that'll change things for Taylor. But I mean, I even think back to the years of Mark Ingram, who was a great pass catcher that sometimes got stuck. Like there was a few years there got stuck. You know, 25, 30 receptions, and Ingram was a good pass catcher. Yeah. You know, if they, if they keep Mack and they keep Hines, you know. 
I don't think we can ex- we can't expect a lot of receptions from Taylor this year. So we have the Falcons. The pick is in for these guys. I can't believe the Falcons didn't take C.D. Lamb and swindle the swindle the Cowboys last night. Well, they I got can't Calvin believe Ridley, it. And uh, they got. I think they feel feel like they got. They're trying to win right now, and not that not that I Lamb couldn't help. C.D. <laughs> helps you win right you know, now. That's the that's the Cowboys. Are, I mean, they were they were. In bad, bad shape at corner. Mar- Marlon Mack last year, seventeen targets, fourteen receptions. So you're right. So, it's probably, probably, uh, he'd probably take the under on Jonathan Taylor for 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 twenty balls, considering the fact that Naheem. Uh, I think he can catch. I mean, I, th- I think he can catch. And I know that Philip Rivers loves dumping the ball up. What are the Phillip teams? Rivers- actually, what's the team actually going to do with him though? Well, we know that Rivers lo- loves to dump the ball off to his to his runners, right? But everybody that that whole that whole narrative has now been placed on Naheem Hines, right? Like it's just people have said, like, or, 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 all right, we're excited about Naheem Hines because he's the pass catching back. Could what if Jonathan Taylor is just like the what if he's just what if he's the Melvin, you know, the Melvin Gordon? Well, that can they hand him the happen. I think if Marlon they Mack hand him the football and traded. Yeah, if if that's the case, there's room for a lot more for for in terms of touches and receptions for Taylor. Look, I'm with you. We think he can. For get fuck Marlon Mack. Just this, like we like, think. He's he, I, they 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 did this because they don't like him, and this is so. Do you know what? Kind of kind of sneaky. Like fuck Ballard's answers to us at the combine. Now, he he was he was trustworthy at first. He's 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 no longer trustworthy. He's gotten wise yeah. to the game. That's you know how, how these guys get. First That's year, how they all get. As hell. Yeah, they want people it, to like them. Mm-hmm. Friendly it, with the media. Ballard's gotten good at lying. He's got good at lying. Quick. And he and he's and he and he told and he looked he looked me straight in the eye and told me that he's happy and excited about a guy like Marlon Mack being able to carry the load for this team. Well, maybe that would have been true if Jonathan Taylor hadn't fallen to him. Maybe he was just too good of a prospect for them to pass up on. Ballard's a good GM. Not gonna let a guy like that go past him. Not for long, you know, right? I guess where I'm skeptical is, yeah, I'm so skeptical of the NFL doing the right thing with some of these prospects, you know. And you just you, you got to depend on them making the right evaluation, doing the right thing for some of these things to come to fruition. So it's just that's not, that's going to be an extremely interesting narrative to watch. In terms of Taylor as a pass catcher in the NFL, I think if Mac, if Mac is gone somehow, then all of a sudden I think we got a sneaky, a real sneaky case to make for Jonathan Taylor at the very top of the boards, Alex. Yeah, for yeah, for 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 dynasty for sure. So we we, we have the Falcons pick in. Um, let's let's see what happens here with this. I know that we're still interested in interested in uh, for sure Ooh, Denzel Mims. Did you see the Broncos pick? They got their guy. Look, they wanted the speed. You heard all the talk about rugs potentially to Denver. Instead, they got they get Jerry Judy. Did they get the perfect compliment to Cortland Sutton? They didn't quit, man. They want to load up for Drew Lock. They get Hamler, AJ Hamler, who is a freaking lightning bug. When did that there. happen? Did that just he happen? Just, just drafted. Just I like KJ. Drafted. I like KJ. Yeah, but do you like KJ Hamler better than? T. Higgins or Michael Pittman? No, but I love Drew Locke at this point. We like Locke better. Consider taking that trade for Drew Locke and Dynasty instead of sitting on it a couple days ago. 
Uh, this, yeah. is, this is this is a this is an astronomical rise for Drew Locke with these kind of weapons. And at first, I was we'll at, see was though we'll see initially where I didn't think this hurt Sutton so much with Judy because I think those two players are so complimentary. And I, you know, truthfully, I didn't think Judy never as good as Judy and Lamb were. None of us ever thought they were going to be Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones that was going to walk into just a straight up alpha job with no competition. They were all going to be guys who were going to be a 1A or 1B or a 2A kind of kind of situation. So I wasn't really disappointed. You know, a guy like Judy landed there. I thought that was a great pick that actually opens things up for everybody, including Noah Fant, Andrew Locke. And you now, now you throw another mouth to feed in there. Hamler's pretty pretty darn good player. Uh, I think he cannibalizes Judy a little bit. I think he cannibalizes Judy. And here's a sneaky thing: if this pushes Sutton's ADP down this year, well, is it, oh, it's going we're going to stay in the we're going to stay in the game because what's going to happen is these rookie wide receivers, man, they're good, but they're not gonna they're not gonna be um, in the fullest expression of their game this early in their career. They're going to have the bumps and bruises, well, spe- and especially transition, especially this so, year. So especially it's going to bring year. everybody down on Sutton, but really, no, when you no rookie mini camps, no OTAs, no no uh, an abbreviated truncated preseason. Um, it's going to this is going to create arbitrage for Cortland Sutton now, and so we're still going to want to own him, probably at a little bit lower price than we've been looking at before. But I think we're going to see a precipitate. His his value could plummet here, Alex, as we head towards redraft season. At which point. I think you could throw it all away. Those other rookie receivers, it's going to take a while for them to adjust. Sutton's going to walk right in with a lot less attention on him as Drew Locke's number one guy, still as the red zone guy. And the, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be a whole lot to like there. And, and maybe the same goes for Noah Fant, too. Maybe the same goes for Noah Fant. We have Dimitrov. I guess look at Dimitrov's kid. He has a haircut, maybe a little bit similar to his. Um, looks like the Falcons. The Falcons made the pick of Marlon Davidson, a roster watch all senior bowler along the defensive line. We have the Seahawks pick is in. Hopefully these assholes are not going to go running back and take J.K. Dobbins and completely ruin it for us. They really, really could. They really could take Dobbins. And they could always take an offensive lineman, right? Would they went? They went linebacker. They go the linebacker from Texas Tech in round one, I think. So they've already gone defense. They they can still use help at defensive back, I believe. Uh, they lost Clowney. I don't know if they're going to get, or at least they haven't come to terms with Clowney. They haven't, like they haven't lost him. South. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's unclear what's going to happen there. I, you see, I could see edge or or DB or running back here for the for the Seahawks. Okay, so they took a defensive end out of Tennessee. So that that's makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. The biggest the biggest news from tonight, Byron, before we sign off, it's been an hour. Tell the people, what's your biggest takeaway from uh, the, these first few picks of the, of the second round? Well, that it's going to be very, very difficult to knock Clyde Edwards-Elair off the number one spot of this rookie class. 